Welcome to episode 17 of Topper Extra, brought to you by the College High Tales Sports staff. I'm your host, sports editor Nick Kieser, and today I'm joined in student publications by men's basketball beat reporter Caden Gaylord and football beat reporter Matthew Hargrove. So, fellas, it's really good to see you guys in here. I'm super stoked to be back on campus and not doing this on Zoom, wearing AirPods in a coffee shop. That sounded terrible. So, glad to be here with you guys. Uh, very uh, impromptu to, to schedule this, but I'm glad that you guys are here. So, um, so we changed the name of the show just to give you guys an update. Whoever's listening to this, it's not Topper Talk anymore. It's Topper Extra. We had something on campus where it was a suggestion where I ought to change the name so there's no issues with with WKU, the infringement on that. So, henceforth, it's going to be Topper Extra. So, here we go. So, with that announcement, uh, first off, I just want to hear from you guys. How are you guys doing this week? I know that it was a very crappy rainy day yesterday. Like I had to swim to my first class of the day, basically. So, how are y'all doing? Um, first of all, uh, Kate and Gaylord, it is very nice to see you. Um, obviously, if, if you listen to Red Zone Radio, you would know that me and Caden, we talk a lot of sports together. And this is our first time seeing each other since break. He's rocking the Black Mamba jersey, so it's very nice seeing you again. Yeah, man, you know. Even though you're you're a little down because yeah. um, we just got done with the Red Zone podcast yesterday and we were talking a lot about, you know, how Tom Brady is making his 10th Super Bowl appearance and uh, you're just, again, if you listen to Red Zone a lot, you're just not a, everyone would know that you're not a Tom Brady fan. No, I am not. And I will continue to hate until I can't hate anymore. So, but uh, yeah, I'm doing all right, man. You know, it's the year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death. So, you know, it's my favorite player uh, ever. So it's just a uh, difficult, de- uh, difficult day dealing with that. But, you know, besides that, school's going well so far. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just ready to get to the end of the year yeah, now. <laughs> I, I tell you what, real quick, on NBA TV the other night, they had Kobe Bryant when he dropped 81 points on the Toronto Raptors. And it was so awesome just watching that game. And it was, you know, like five days before uh, the anniversary. And, man, just just what he did in that fourth quarter, because halfway through the third, he wasn't even at 40 points yet. So fourth quarter, I mean, what he had to do, drop like 30 points or something like that. And and I, I also saw the commercial with Jalen Rose and the Olives. Have you ever yeah. seen that before? That yeah, was that, that was awesome. So that so was just, funny. you know, a, a, a good memory to have as the anniversary was coming up. Yeah, man. That game and, you know, his last game dropping 60 points. Just two, two of my favorite games to yeah. watch. But, yeah. Well, it's good to hear that you guys are doing well. And, you know, we are sort of, you know, reminiscing on Kobe Bryant, obviously. Caden's got his black jersey on, like Matthew said. So, with that being said, fellas, uh, you never want to see a legend like that go so early. And it sucks to see that happen, obviously. And um, I wasn't really a big basketball fan growing up. But, hey, uh, it's Kobe Bryant. If you didn't like the guy, something was wrong with you. So, um, but anyway, let's get started here. Uh, it's really good to have you guys in the office once again, in person, uh, socially distanced for what it's worth, in, in case you're, you're just wondering. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, we got Matthew sort of making his transition out of football because football's not in season right now. So he's going to be taking over that baseball beat eventually, depending, you know, some, some scheduling and everything like that. But I'm excited for the spring and we have a lot to go through. So I'm going to go ahead and cut to the chase here and let Caden talk about the Hilltopper basketball team because, man, we had an insane day yesterday. I was running around in the newsroom. We had to change the story and rewrite it. And, you know, Caden, thank you for doing that. That was amazing. 
Um, although I will say at the time of this recording, we've still not received word officially about this weekend series with ODU. So uh, with that being said, Caden, just, I guess, start somewhere and just break it down, just how it's been going lately for the Hilltoppers. Yeah, man. So uh, so this past weekend, WKU swept Middle Tennessee. Uh, game one, they won 82 to 67. Game two, they won 68 to 52. You know, that's a 16-point victory, but, you know, it, the game was a lot closer than what the score seemed, uh, made it seem like to be. Um, but after that, you know, I was looking up uh, who they were playing next, which is Old Dominion, and I found that Old Dominion uh, didn't play this weekend, that, that last weekend, because the men's and women's basketball programs uh, have positive COVID-19 uh, cases in their programs, and so uh, they had to postpone their games against, I believe it was Charlotte. Uh, I might be wrong about that. It was one of the green teams. But, um, yeah, so they had to postpone those games. And so I asked the question of, you know, if Old Dominion – it was North Texas, excuse me, North Texas. So I asked, I asked uh, assistant coach uh, Phil Cunningham the question, you know, if Old Dominion can't play, uh, you know, would they try to fill the schedule in? And they was like, of course, you know, we would love to play anybody, blah, 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 blah. So, but, you know, I still, at this point, we didn't know if the games are going to be canceled or not. You know, fast forward to yesterday, Monday, um, I have my story written down for the paper already. It was a whole preview of this weekend's games, and, you know, I was breaking down all Dominion's roster and who the best player on the teams and yada, yada, yada. And I come across this tweet from John Rothstein, I believe I said his name correctly, uh, who is a college basketball insider for CBS Sports. And he tweeted out that the game was postponed already. And this is before we have any word from WKU basketball or anything like that. So I showed Nick um, the tweet and we're just like, what's going on? Uh, you know, we don't know anything yet, but you know, this guy, he's never usually wrong. He's never wrong 90% uh, of the time. So like, we're gonna take his word for it. And you know, we scrambled and changed the whole story um, to them have previewing the matchup to, oh, the games are canceled this weekend, even though we, yet, we still have yet to receive official word. So it's just um, just a mess right now. We're still trying to figure out what's going on. Everybody has, all the sports outlets here in Bowling Green have already reported that the games are canceled or postponed. So, you know, now we're just still waiting official word for it. But at this moment, the games are postponed for this weekend. One thing I'll add here is I actually read a story this morning, just really briefly to add this as a note, that ODU announced last Thursday that they were not playing against North Texas. So I was sitting in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, watching this road series, and a guy from the Bowling Green Daily News and I were talking about the next weekend, and we're like, we're probably going to have a weekend off because this team just got into quarantine, and per the conference guidelines, by the time that WKU would be ready to play against them, that mean Old Dominion wouldn't be ready to play us. There's just no way. Even if they played one game this weekend, it, it just wouldn't make any sense for them to fly all the way down here, play us on like a Sunday or Monday, whatever the heck it would have been, and do all of that. So with that being said, there's that. We also have another update. Uh, I know that Bassey had another huge weekend, and so Caden kind of walked us through how big of a season that Charles is continuing just to have. Yeah, man, Charles is just, just doing his thing like he's always been doing. Um, he gained another uh, Conference Player of the Week, his sixth Conference, play, Conference Player of the Week this season so far. Um, that's six out of nine. 
And uh, it ties the league record uh, with uh, Kenyon Martin, who played at Cincinnati in 2000 when Cincinnati was a part of the Conference USA um, Conference. Yeah. So Kenyon Martin, man, I haven't heard that name in a long time. I mean, now we're on Kenyon Martin Jr., who is playing college basketball. So but it's crazy. But, yeah, man, uh, Charles Bassett is doing his thing out here. Um, in the two games, he averaged 19.5 points, 13 rebounds, and four and a half blocks on 64% shooting. I mean, that's just crazy. Uh, just absolutely dominating the paint. And the thing was, Milton C was playing very physical in these games, uh, trying to, you know, get him off um, his, I guess, mojo, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, trying to get in his head and all that. Uh, you know, there were a couple texts uh, this past week in these games. You know, they were just playing, trying to play my games with WKU, but they didn't rock Charles at all, man. He was just in there doing his thing and continuing to have his dominating season. So, I mean, will he win it again? Well, he won't win it this week. Obviously, they're not playing. But, you know, next week against, uh, I believe it is Rice after that. No, I mean, sorry, FAU after that. Uh, he'll probably get it again. So just just keep on the lookout for WKU basketball now. Right, yeah. I think we're going to see something very interesting happen with Charles. Uh, I know that Richard Sr., Kenny Cooper, who just played at Lipscomb and had his homecoming this past weekend, if you want to say. He's from Nashville area. Um, he said post game was it the first or second game? It was the first one, right? Where they where we asked him about that? Um, yes, first one. Yep. Yeah, so we asked Kenny Cooper about you know possibly not playing this coming weekend, and you know, personally, just to sum up his words is no, he doesn't want to play or he, he does want to play this next series. It's like we have to stay in this groove. You know, they're playing back to back and they're starting to get a better feel of it. And, you know, they're, you know, talking and saying that they want to play. And it's been tough on them for sure. And, you know, they have admitted to that. But at the same time, they also have a good medical staff. They're going to help them get recovered and they, you know, do the best that they can. And honestly, MTSC is not that far away, so it wasn't really that big of a road trip, honestly. It was the last time WKU had, like, this big of a break that they're going to have after this week was um, after the Tennessee Tech game. Uh, they went home for Christmas. And they came back and played Charlotte. And you see how they beat Charlotte one game, lost the next. So, you know, they don't like to have the time off because – it can mess up the flow um, of the team of the game that they already have going. So, you know, they want to be consistent with it. So anytime that, you know, you take days off for a long period of time, it can mess you up and cause some rust, so to speak. Right, right. Well, that's as much as we have on the Hilltoppers basketball team. On a side note, the women's team got swept this past weekend. Drew was correct in his predictions. If you go back and listen to last week's episode, um, so they got beat uh, and – I think the Lady Blue Raiders uh, top player, Anastasia Hayes, she got conference uh, player of the week. So, you know, that was a tough matchup for them. I know that Greg Collins is, you know, Drew was telling me for a lack of better words, he was frustrated after this series. So just a little touch on that, but we're going to toss it over to Matthew. Matthew, we haven't heard from you in a while. You know, it's good to see you again, like we've said, and just, you know, a lot of news has come out of football and, you know, we had that little hiatus there where we didn't have any news but then we got some new hires so just kind of walk us through what's been going on over there in the football department yeah this is a totally new wku football team and finally you you start to get the feeling that going into the 2021 season for wku that it's finally tyson helton's team because the past two years you know more on the defensive side it's been from mike samford and also talking about the defensive side D'Angelo Malone put out a very interesting post yesterday that I think he's going to come back to Western Kentucky. So I'm praying to God 
that that happens. But Tyson Allen, he's getting a lot of new coaches in. Clayton White, obviously, moving on to South Carolina, defensive coordinator. We wish him nothing but the best. I mean, that is an outstanding outstanding job going from the Hilltoppers to the Gamecocks. But, I mean, I've been going to all these press conferences. There's been a ton of them for the new coaches, and one specifically that I've been really impressed with. It's not a huge, you know, it's not a huge position, but Carlos Lachlan, the running's back coach. I mean, yeah, he, he's built. He, he's, I mean, he looks like he's been hitting the gym every single day from, I mean, 12, just 24 hours in the gym. And his press conference, it wasn't a normal press conference. It, it was I got the feeling that I was watching a remember a scene from Remember the Titans. That's how passionate he was about the position. And he's a guy that he's really humbled. And he's come from not a, I guess, great situation. He's always been coaching for most of his career. This is his first stint at the college level or more of a, a bigger job at the college level. He's been coaching a lot of high school. And then he got a nice job in Memphis. That's where he's been coaching high school in Memphis. Follows Mike Norville, the Florida State for the 2020 season, and Mike Norville obviously is the head coach of Florida State, and then he that's how he gets the job here at Western Kentucky. But Carlos Lachlan, I mean, his story, everything that he's gone through, and, and to be the running backs coach, and that's just a position that last year for WKU they kind of struggled with, and Gage Walker, he's going to be transferring, so I'm interested to see what he brings to the table with Tyson Helton. Yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting to hear more from these coaches you know we've only been able to hear from so many so far and just to kind of walk us through I will list them and then Matthew I want to hear from you just like you just kind of broke down Carlos Lachlan you know we have a new coach uh, Maurice Crum who's been here uh, and so he's going to be taking over as the new defensive coordinator then we have Stephen Hamby who's going to be coming in working the offensive line with the Hilltoppers and then obviously we just touched on Lachlan and then the last but not least that we've got that's new to the team that came out last week I believe was Josh Crawford. This is his also his first gig at the college level. So Matthew, kind of walk us through who these guys are and what their roles are going to be. Well, uh, Maurice Crum, I'm not too worried about him. He's a guy under Clayton White, and I assume the defense is going to look a lot similar. Yes, they're losing Devin Key, but if they do get D'Angelo Malone back, they're going to get a, a new side of Ricky Barber, a, a second year of Ricky Barber who just was a freshman, voted as a freshman All-American. So I, I don't think the defense is going to look a lot different. We know the potential that they have. They just have to go out on the field and compete. Offensive line coach Stephen Hammy, I mean, offensive line kind of struggled this year. So it's going to be really interesting to see. In Western Kentucky for the past couple of years, that's been one of their strong suits is the offensive line. So Stephen Hammy, he's got – a very good job. It's a very good job to be an offensive line coach for Western Kentucky because of all that potential. But again, how they show up on the field, he's got to get those guys motivated. Plus, he's going to have a totally new quarterback to work with. It's not like, you know, last year the offensive line has to be totally different. It's like, you know, you get two seasons ago, you get a quarterback who is going to throw the ball a lot more and you get Pigram, he's more of a scrambler, and then you're going back to this new guy from Houston Baptist and Bailey Zappi where there was a game at Texas Tech where he threw over 500 yards for crying out loud, and you have Zach Kitley. So Stephen Hamby, the offensive line just has to adjust, and they did really well two years ago when they didn't have Pigram scrambling a lot. Um, so I, I think the offensive line is going to get back to, where, to the way they were. And Josh Crawford, he's another really good story. He spent most of his his time coaching high school ball in Memphis. I mean, 
there's great full. I mean, there's great sports all around in Memphis, but these coaches are are just unbelievable. And then Western Kentucky is getting them. I mean, it it must be a good thing. But Josh Crawford, he's got a lot on his hands. He has a, a pretty impressive transfer coming in from Oregon. I, I that may be just a little bias in me because you know I'm an Oregon Ducks fan. But uh, uh, Daywood Davis is 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 looking like he's going to be a focal point for the wide receivers position for Western Kentucky and. I'm interested to see what Josh Crawford can do out of guys who might just be role players right now, and maybe he can turn them into something more. Right. I think that that's what all these coaches are going to bring is fluidity to how this team is going to change. And I think Matthew already said this, but this is more of a team that I feel like Tyson Hilton has a, has a grasp on. And Matthew, correct me, and actually don't even correct me, just tell me, what is the role that Brian Ellis is going to have this year? Because I, I totally just have a mind blank there. I have no idea. Uh, um, I, just, I remember Tyson Helton. The announcement came out that Brian Ellis was no longer going to be the offensive coordinator even before the bowl game, and he said that if Brian wanted to continue with the staff, he's going to be an assistant coach. Well, it's weird that we haven't heard anything. You, you would think that we would hear something on Brian Ellis before we would have millions of coaches already coming on to the coaching staff. So I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something soon. But again, it's, it's just kind of up in the air right now. And I also wouldn't be surprised if Ellis ends up, or actually you, you have something maybe on yeah, Ellis. Yeah, so Brian Ellis, I just looked it up. Brian Ellis is going to be the co offensive coordinator this okay year. so he's not going to have like his hand on everything and i think we have a more than capable oc that's well yeah well no offense to brian ellis but when you go from a, a guy who you know he's done okay but wku was was last in offense this year in conference usa when they were projected to finish in first place not offense i'm talking about just first place record wise in the conference and that's just a really bad look Really couldn't find a rhythm with Gage Walker and Tyrell Pigram and, and the receivers. That I guess that's his only excuse is the receiving core was kind of banged up this season. But all in all, when you're supposed to have the best team in Conference USA and one of the best offenses and you finish last, I mean, that kind of tells you something. That's great that he's the assistant, but I don't really... You know, in the office where Dwight is saying he's the... Uh, uh, co-manager or something like that that's kind of how I see Brian Ellis like he wants to believe that he's the you know the co-manager when when all in all it's Michael Scott it's Zach Kitley who's making all the shots it definitely is and I think that's the perfect way to go about it I love the office so I really appreciate that reference so um but let's kind of I'm going to walk us through just who Josh Crawford is coach As assistant to the regional manager assistant that's what the regional said. manager that's, what that's that, yeah yeah that's what it is but so Crawford's resume sort of includes this he has worked with some all-state receivers during his time at the high school level uh Hakeem Bell who is at uh Valdosta he's at South Carolina now uh I guess it's Lameek uh Brockington he's at he was at Colquitt County He's at Minnesota now. Keel Pollard, uh, he's also someone out of Colquitt who is at uh, South Carolina now. Darius Slayton is the biggest name here. He was able to coach Slayton before he got drafted by, uh, by the New York Giants. By the Giants, baby. So Caden's <laughs> loving that. Caden's a Giants fan. Uh, so he has spent two NFL seasons so far, and he's got 98 receptions for 1,491 yards and 11 touchdowns. So he's been a pretty good asset for them. Let's not dive too much into the Giants aspect, but 
Caden, I guess if you want to throw anything in there about Slayton, you definitely can. Um, but by the way, I really appreciate this. It is official that the Old Dominion series has been postponed. Um, you have heard it here first on the podcast. It's, I guess, breaking. We're going to have to do something on this now. So um, we ha- finally have something live that we're going to talk about. So if the news comes at 2.40 in the afternoon on January 26th prior to this matchup. So there you have it. Uh, while it's pulling up, uh, Matthew, can you kind of give us any more you know, can you sort of just tease any more any more about this football team coming up this spring? Because we make it go on. Well, I'm. Uh, I also talking about because I mentioned D'Angelo Malone had a, a post that gives you the idea that he's going to return another year for WKU and, and Tyrell Pigram. He came out with a post. It was just a. It was just a cool highlight video, but it didn't say anything on, on the comment that he was officially coming back or transferring or something like that. So. I have to think, kind of like a Brian Ellis, but we already had the Brian Ellis decision. You found it. Right. But where I was getting to the Brian Ellis decision, you have to think that we are going to hear something soon with Tyrell Pigram. And I just feel so bad for the guy. And honestly, it's it's only his fault. And it's nobody else's that he's in this situation where you get a new offensive coordinator and a new transfer quarterback. And it just so happened that both of the new guys are from the same school and they had one of the best mid-major offenses in the country. And Pigram, a guy who was struggling to get over 200 passing yards and he's just a transfer and this was supposed to be his team. It's just not looking good. And honestly, if I'm Tyrell Pigram, I transfer because if you have to be realistic about yourself, you're not an NFL guy. There's no shot that Tyrell Pigram is going maybe a practice squad, but let's be honest, He's not even a really good third-string quarterback to have in the NFL. So if I'm Tyrell Pigram and I know these things and I'm I'm being true with myself, I have to say my final year of college football, even if it's a smaller school than WKU, I got to be the starter. I got to get a lot of playing time because I got to get the most out of this. So another thing, too, is, you know, we're talking about Pigram here, but on another smaller note, Cabarrus Thomas, did you see where he ended up going, Matthew? I, I don't know if you saw. So he's going to Iowa State Community College at the JUCO level now. So we know surprisingly, community colleges are a big hot spot right now, especially in basketball. You see all the time these big Power Five programs pulling in these huge, I mean, big time community college players, and they're making a immediate impact on the floor. And and football, it's starting to get. A little bit bigger. You see it on the uh, what's the what's the Netflix show? I'm pretty sure there's a Netflix show where it's about players coming out of community colleges. You mean like Last Chance You? Yeah, yeah, Last Chance You. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but but that's okay. That's a little QB one. Uh, yeah, but you know, kind of on the same criteria. Yeah. But I, but you know that the community college route is actually. A, a very popular decision right now. It's a chance for guys to really focus on their game more and just take the pressure off themselves. So Kaveris Thomas, I mean, he's he's a tank, and he has a lot of potential. So going down to the community college level, he'll pop, probably play one year and then get picked up by another D1 school. Yeah, and going back to who we've added from Houston Baptist, it's three players. We talked about Zappi. The other two guys are brothers, Jareth and Josh Stearns. 
uh, respect receivers, and that helps. Yeah. It's going to be such a huge help. Yeah, such and, and that help. hurts Pigram's case even more because Zappi already has his connection with those wide receivers as well as the new OC. You know? Yeah, and another wide receiver I want to point out too that I think will have a better year, and he did really good. I think it was the last game of the regular season. It was Dakota Thomas, that freshman. Yeah. He played, I mean, honestly, lights out. Uh, he's a native of Snellville, Georgia. Super good. But, you know, I think we've really touched on all that we can. You know, I was, I was going to say this, too, because I was reading over this new press release that we just got. We just broke this news. Is Now this series has officially been postponed. And I'm glad that we changed that print story. I was a little apprehensive yesterday, not afraid to do it. But apprehensive to sort of, you know, if I was wrong, we'd have to do like an editor's note. But hey, here we are the very next day. It's postponed. I feel a little bit better about it, obviously. Uh, so there's that. But Caden, uh, just if you want to add any more things about basketball, you know, now that it's official, what's going to be key for the Hilltoppers to make sure that they stay in shape? I mean, just just keep adding practice and keep practice like it's a real game. Uh, you know, when the last time they did get that break during Christmas, they had days off to where they went home. So it's kind of different. This time they're still here. They're all healthy. Everybody's tested negative, all that mess. So they can still practice, keep, you know, the same uh, routine going throughout the week. Um, so I don't see there being much change, and I think they'll be just fine. Absolutely. And all I have to do now is retweet your article that you wrote for print. That's all I got to do now. And I have to <laughs> update that story. So there's not very much effort to do in there. So I'm, I'm glad that we were able to get this knocked out. It's been fun to hang out with you guys and talk about some sports, especially in person during this time. And uh, one final thing that I think we forgot to touch on, but Caden has written about this because it happened over the weekend, was head coach Rick Stansberry was not at MTSU because – he had a fever prior to the series when it began, and they uh, and they just were like, hey, don't travel. We'll just keep you safe in case you are positive for some odd reason. So he produced three negative uh, PCR tests, and I was also told by Associate Athletic Director Zach Greenwell that he took an antigen test, I believe, uh, sometime Friday, and he tested negative. So uh, Rick and two other staff members uh, who are in this article on the on, on the sports article that we have on the uh, wkherald.com uh, go check it out uh, those staff members are joining them today for practice so they have a lot of work ahead of them and I think that was a good note to close out on our show fellas but uh, you know with this postponement we have FAU up next officially so now we can kind of focus on that keep our eyes on the other teams this weekend and kind of have that time off I'm actually kind of excited to have that time off and maybe we can get some good good content in this week. I know I have a good story coming up this week. So uh, with not a lot to do this weekend, we have volleyball. So there's that. They swept their series this past weekend against Mercer and Bellarmine. They honored uh, Alyssa Cavanaugh, who recently just passed away on Sunday. Check out that story on our website too. Cassidy Lamb had the beat on that. So uh, you can follow our coverage at WK Herald Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at KeezerNick. So Matthew, where can we find you on Twitter? At Matthew Hargrove, but uh, at Matthew Hargrove one, the there there's no e at the end of Hargrove that is replaced by a one. Very it's familiar. always complicated. Yes. But there, but there's his handle. So Caden, what's your handle? Yeah, Nick likes to mess up my uh, my Twitter every week, but uh, it's <laughs> underscore KLG three. 
Well, on that note, thank you very much for listening to Topper Extra, not Topper Talk. So until next time, stay safe out there, and we'll keep you all up to date on WK Herald Sports. Thank you for listening.